Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, April 7th, 6.02 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. May corn futures down one and a half at 7.55. December corn down a half at 7.04 and a quarter. May soybeans up six and three quarters, 16.26 and a half last trade. November beans up seven cents at 14.51. May Chicago wheat down three and three quarters at 10.34 and a half. May Kansas City wheat down four and a quarter at 10.80 and three quarters. May spring wheat up one and three quarters at 11.10 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos. Uh, Leave me a comment. My goal is to hit 5,000 subscribers. We're about 350 away. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, check out my premium subscription service. Uh, You can go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. You'll get my morning emails, my grain marketing recommendations, all of my weather info, a ton of uh, content, including my daily subscriber-only videos. This deal is 50 bucks a month, guys. You can cancel it at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. Nobody's going to try to sell you anything else. Yesterday's video uh, was regarding potentially bearish factors in the grain markets. You know, I've talked recently about how the corn situation in general, especially following that acreage report last week, is like impossibly bullish. You know, you start to put together new crop corn balance sheets, and even with the trend yield, uh, even with normalish demand, you're still looking at a really tight situation, and it's all seen as being very supportive. I walked through kind of the the opposite view. Uh, what are some things that could emerge potentially that could result in a trend change or a, a, a drastic uh, change in this situation or to that outlook. So if you guys are interested in this sort of content, there's a new video every single day. Check out that premium deal today and I'll send you out that video. Weather forecasts, mostly wet and cool for the Corn Belt. The next seven days offers about an inch of precipitation, give or take, for a lot of the Corn Belt everywhere. You know, all the I states up into Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, South Dakota, into North Dakota, a little bit of Nebraska, uh, Southern Plains still notably dry. Temperatures over the next seven days should be, uh, this is average temps over the next seven days, anywhere from like three to five degrees below normal for most of the Corn Belt, a little bit cooler than that even for the uh, Northern Plains. You look at the six to 10 day and it really doesn't look a whole lot better. Uh, Still odds of above normal precipitation and below normal temperatures, especially for the Western Corn Belt and uh, for the Plains. So this is not necessarily the best start uh, that you could imagine for the month of April when you consider the prospect of corn planting and that sort of thing. It's far too early to, to sound the alarm regarding late planting or anything like that. If that situation were to occur, and that's a big if, if you ran into a late planting scenario, it's really not until much further on down the road that the markets begin to take notice. Uh, 2019 would be a real classic example of that. We had a very wet spring, uh, nasty conditions. The crop just couldn't get in the ground. And the corn market didn't start to rally on that until mid-May. So it, it takes a lot of time, and I'm not predicting anything like that. But just a heads up that you know the market does not react immediately to any sort of planting issues if they were to occur. And they have not occurred yet. It's very, very early in the ballgame, of course. We do have a USDA report tomorrow. This is the monthly crop production and WASD report. It will be out tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Central Time. This is an old crop report. So you don't see new crop projections from USDA for corn, soybeans, or wheat until May. And that May 12th report, you'll get your first set of new crop balance sheets. 
In this report, uh, you know, you look for things on the U.S. balance sheets, demand adjustments, adjustments to the export projections, that sort of thing. When you look at the global numbers, uh, perhaps you'll see some things reflective of the war in Ukraine, uh, maybe some adjustments to the South American crop estimates, uh, which is are probably warranted given some of the stuff that USDA has out there right now. But in any case, this is typically not like a huge market mover, uh, at least relative to, say, last week's report or that May report. Um, this April report is is kind of um, just a, a middle ground between those two, I guess. So so not a ton of volatility historically, but you know there's always the potential for a surprise when um, USDA releases a new set of data. Index funds will begin rolling length out of the May contracts today. The Goldman roll, which is your big index fund roll, typically takes place or always takes place uh, from the fifth through ninth business day of the month preceding a futures expiration. So uh, these large index funds, which are long only funds, Goldman and others, they'll begin rolling length out of the May contracts uh uh, today, and they'll do that here for another four days. We've already seen these May contracts weaken drastically versus deferred contracts in corn, soybeans, and wheat following that spread explosion that occurred uh, following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I've got the May to July corn spread on my uh, screen here, and this thing traded a 52 cent inverse uh, shortly after the invasion and is now a nine cent inverse this morning. So you've already seen these inversions collapse to some extent. But because of this index fund roll, which begins today, they could uh, move even lower and, and you could even see some carry uh, in some of these uh, you know May versus July spreads in some of these markets before it's all said and done. U.S. ethanol stocks fell last week, uh, finally a decline here. Now, despite the decline, stocks of ethanol in the United States are still the second highest uh, on record seasonally behind only 2020. And it was at this point in 2020 that we were in kind of like the COVID shutdown panic uh, uh, mode where the whole world just shut down for a few weeks. That was the only time ethanol stocks have ever been uh, higher than this. Ethanol production fell uh, just above a million barrels per day. That's a fairly normal level of production historically. Historically, some plants may have been down for maintenance last week. Implied gasoline demand is the third softest of the last 10 years seasonally. So high gas prices, I believe, have had some impact on driving habits, uh, certainly. USD reported a flash sale of soybeans yesterday. U.S. exporters sold 5 million bushels of soybeans to China for delivery during the current marketing year. Old crop sales this time of year, they occur sometimes, but I think they're occurring a little bit more often than normal because of this light crop in South America, and USDA may uh, adjust some of those numbers. I think their Brazil uh, soybean number needs to come down tomorrow in all likelihood. The Fed may begin be uh, may begin reducing its balance sheet in May. So the Fed was out yesterday with minutes from its March meeting. Uh, they generally agreed, Fed members, that the massive balance sheet, which is $9 trillion ballpark in U.S. treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, should be trimmed by about $95 billion per month uh, every month, uh, according to their plan here. $60 billion in treasuries and $35 billion in mortgage-backed securities would be sold. The Fed also discussed interest rates. Many members believe that that we could do a couple of 50 basis point hikes here to the Fed fund rate in the coming months. So this is being seen as a historic pivot away from an ultra easy monetary policy. The Fed's goal here essentially is to move toward a more neutral policy while seeking to tame inflation. Uh, this is a tall task. They'd like to do this and 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 eventually result in what they're calling a soft landing, which would be, you know, the Fed raises rates, uh, exits their uh, balance sheet, and and doesn't kill the market or kill the economy. And uh, doing both of those things simultaneously, you know, going toward a neutral policy while maintaining economic activity, uh, not 
hurting the stock market in particular, I think is one of their concerns. Uh, it's going to be a, t- a tall task, certainly. We've got an export sales report this morning. Uh, old crop marketing gear sales expected corn 475 to a million, soybean sales 500,000 to 1.1, wheat sales 50,000 to 500. The cattle market was higher yesterday, a little bit of a rebound uh, up almost a dollar in some of these live cattle contracts, about the same in feeders. Uh, there was some cash trade, 138 to 140 boxes were a little bit lower yesterday. And the outside markets, U.S. dollar is up just a little bit. The S and P's up ten. The Dow's up thirty. Bonds off a little bit. Gold's up seven bucks. Crude oil is up a dollar forty at ninety seven sixty five. Hit a little bit of uh, chart support uh, overnight and into this morning. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I'll talk to you guys Friday.